welcome to the Empower Women series of the month of November. And today we are lucky enough to have one of our own here at Lexington Wealth Management. How are you doing, Elizabeth? I'm doing great. Thanks, Jordy. Um, uh, Elizabeth works with uh, a, a wide range of clients here at Lexington Wealth Management. And her talk in November caught the attention of just uh, not advisors, but also people that work in operations and everybody that has basically family uh, because we talked about how to talk about money with your children. And it's a topic that has strong opinions from different uh, people and the firm. And uh, I thought Elizabeth did a great job from what we heard at, uh, uh, at people stepping out of the room. Uh, create a little bit of controversy in a good way. And you gave a lot of tips from what I heard. So I think we should just start digging into this topic by what is the first step when we need to approach this conversation with our children? Well, there's a lot that you can actually do starting when children are very young. Um, one of the things that I started with my uh, three-year-old, now almost five-year-old, uh, is giving her an allowance even before she really could understand <laughs> what money is. Uh, and I got her a piggy bank. And we the piggy bank has uh, three different uh, sections in it, a save uh donate and spend so uh the best thing to do and is you know i give her now five dollars that she's almost five and we try to divide it up into each section and with the spend money she can go out and purchase something that she wants so we help her do that um, by going to a toy store and fortunately I have a very patient husband who <laughs> allows her to pick out and go over and scan toys to see how much they are and once we he shows her or one of us shows her which ones she can afford to spend and sometimes you have to wait a few weeks because you can't buy very much with a few dollars these days um, she decides in her own little mind what she wants to purchase with it and with the other money we were saving it up and she can buy something larger if there's really something that she wants that's more expensive. Mm. You know, I remind her, well, you know, that's more expensive that you can afford with uh, your spend money. But, you know, maybe we can look and see how much you have in your save and we can look on Amazon and and find that. And then with the, the donate, you know, we talk about how we can give that money to help someone especially when you know she has questions that give me the opportunity to talk about helping and giving um, and even with older children you know as they get to preteens and teenagers when they get uh, large gifts for holidays or birthdays or even when they're graduating it's really important to have a conversation with them before they get the money and they make up in their mind what they want to spend it on to you know save some of it uh, because the more they do that, the more they practice, the more better that they're going to be as they get older and they're on their own, living on their own income, not spending, but, you know, it's just will be second nature to save some of that money and hopefully give some of it away as well. Yeah, I think uh, uh, especially after now interviewing a lot of people on the other podcast entrepreneurs, I, I, you realize that the relationship with money gets embedded when you're a children and then it gets embedded into you into the into just how you behave around money from your parents and how they dealt with money so it's extremely important to to be conscious about your own finances and how you deal with your own money because your kids are picking up on that 
So, I, and that's one of the things I, I definitely wanted to talk a little bit, which is you mentioned in the talk, the first step is to know your own finances so you can start teaching your kids the same way. Yeah, I mean, I think that you, obviously, you have to have a good understand of, good understanding of your personal finances so that when opportunities arise through questions or things that happen in the day-to-day -day, that you can use them as opportunities to educate your children about finances. So I think that as women, it's, it's really interesting that, you know, we do a lot of caregiving and <laughs> in order to educate children in this area, something that unfortunately they're not doing in school, we really need to um, make it a priority and something that, you know, we make a point to think about and communicate to them. Yeah, um, a key word that you're using, and I use it a few times in, in this like a uh, few five minutes, is the word opportunities. And it seems that opportunities come and go all the time to teach specifically on their relationship with money. And um, I am not a parent myself, but I have definitely been around teaching kids about money. Uh, this is just not in my family, but just in organizations I've been around. And people just miss these opportunities. And it creates and enhances a certain behavior. Um, you mentioned as well on the talk some of the most obvious opportunities, which is when traveling or when replacing a lost or damaged item that the, the kid or children or young adult did. And uh, I, I thought the tips that you did on that particular area were really cool. I, I don't know if you want to share those. Yeah, I think that uh, even, you know, for young and, and older children, um, some good ways. I mean, there you have... You can be creative. You have some leeway with your children. Uh, you know, a lot is, of it, I'm assuming. You as a parent, you know, you know what motivates them and um, you know what you'd be able to and interested in doing. But I, you know, I've heard some families, and I think this sounds really fun, um, you know, when they're planning a trip to really get the children involved in what they're going to do and give them, help them um, plan the trip and give them, you know, involve them in the budget for the trip. And... You know, that is you such a good idea. Like, I never thought of that. I always thought, like, you can give kids a budget to spend during the trip, but not necessarily getting them involved. It's like, this is how much money we have for this trip. We have to prioritize activities. Yeah, and it's, you know, and so they're involved and they can anticipate, too, what you're going to be doing yeah. on it. So, and then as well, as you mentioned, the day-to-day, -day, you know, spending, you can give them... You know, it gets harder these days since everything is paid for with a credit card or yeah. electronically. But, you know, even if it's going to Disney World and, you know, food and all of that, again, a lot of that's included. But if you're going somewhere where they can actually pay for it, you know, they can decide if they want to get if they're going to get lunch and they want to get ice cream. You know, how are they going to pay for both those things with the money they have? They need to have lunch. Do they need to have ice cream? I see. Um, we want it to be a fun vacation, but even outside of vacation, you yeah. can think about things like that. Um, but yes, replacing. I think this is a really important thing that uh, parents, I think they want to do, but sometimes they 
you know, it's hard because kids need things and when they lose them or they get damaged, uh, as a parent, you want to take care of your child. And so, you know, lives are busy and hectic. And so we replace things that were expensive, you know, a lot of the times phones are very, very expensive. And, uh, the child, you know, in order for them to, you know, learn the value of money, they, you know, helping them understand the value of money, a good way to do that is by having them help pay to replace things. Yeah, there had to be like instant consequences, right? Yes. Because if it's just replaced instantly, whatever it is, even if it's a piece of clothing that they lost because they left it somewhere at the gym. Yeah. Right? Like even that small example. And that happens. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, good. Obviously, I'm not a parent, but I'm, I, I could think about that. With adults, too. It I sounds know. Like. Yeah. Hey, I get blamed for losing my water bottle everywhere, but I always find it. <laughs> uh, no, but it's true. If, if they're not involved with the replacement process, there is literally zero consequence from forgetting stuff. Yeah. And a key point that you just mentioned is it is hard to manage, like as a parent. So if you are going to spend the time and energy just thinking about how to make your kid think about budget, think about replacing. It's time out of your own day, time out of your own mind that now you have to manage this process with your children. Yeah. But it's totally worth it, I'm assuming. Yeah, and it, it really goes back to the value, yeah. your values. Sorry, mom, I didn't mean to rat you out on that, but like, yeah, that happens sometimes. <laughs> yeah, and all of those experiences we have yeah. we had as a child, I yeah. think, you know, they, they helped us be financially the people that we are so i wanted to ask you a question yeah what is one of the kind of like behaviors that you think your parents uh like raise you with that you currently still have in your in your financial life in my financial life oh you didn't think i was going to ask you in your personal life <laughs> in my personal life yeah. uh one of my financial behaviors so you know and this relates to values yeah. one of the things that really important to me and my husband and our family are having our children uh, be involved in a lot of different activities, giving them the opportunity to try different things and be active. Yeah. Uh, that was one thing that, you know, my mother really made a point to ensure that we were signed up for any type of activity that we wanted to and that it was very diverse, you know, be it something athletic, artistic, something in music. And, you know, we, they always found a way to support financially those activities. And that's a value. Yeah. And I'm assuming that's kind of like currently what you do with your own money today. Yes. And my husband and I are both like that with yeah. our children. So. Yeah. And, and I'm assuming one of the hopes is that your children become that way as well. Yeah. I mean, you hope, but your children's values it's are not own. always yeah. what yours are. Yeah. So, yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, one last thing I want to ask you is, uh, there was one example specifically about clothing that you mentioned during the talk about how you can incorporate the decision making of your kids into what clothing they buy and and incorporate them into the cost of clothing and this is and I wanted to specifically talk about this one because clothing is so difficult uh, of a topic when you are a kid children uh, 
uh, young adult. It becomes about brands. It becomes about fashion statements. It becomes about personality. It becomes about bullying. It becomes about a lot of things, what you're wearing. Um, but the finance part of it is kind of like never in the conversation, except that's too expensive. You cannot have it. But Or be careful with that. It costs a lot of money. I never hear the conversation about you should be including your children in paying for it somehow. And I think that's a great idea. Yeah, I'm you know, it's a really good way to allow them yeah. to learn and probably make some mistakes yeah. to give them a budget. I mean, they know what they want and you help make sure they know what they need. Yeah. And they can decide and help go and find it and see how much things cost. Yeah. And that's something that is important because I know that when I went clothing shopping with my mothers, <laughs> when I got older, it can be emotional because you yeah. disagree about, you know, what you want exactly. and what they want. Yeah, exactly. And, and it wasn't always a great, you know, I think experience for both of us. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> for people with older, you know, young adult children where they're having a hard time with money conversations, yeah. but they still want to help educate them. There's ways too that you can do that. You know, you can set up a trust for them yeah. and it doesn't have to be a significant amount of money, yeah. but they can get involved with the trust, how it works. They can be educated at first, then they can be legally involved in the trust. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be, you know, millions of dollars, you know, it could be a hundred thousand yeah. dollars, but that can actually take you out of the equation and you can, you know, have other people, professionals help to educate your child with money. And I think for children who maybe didn't get as much education when they're younger, this is an area that it's an opportunity that people overlook. It's never yeah. too late to... To, to start help. educating. Yeah. Yes, exactly. No, that's a great point. And, uh, and I think that that is a good transition to what I wanted to be just the last topic that I wanted to talk about, which is uh, it's not what we've been talking, which is budgeting, understanding the value of money and and like that there's consequence of choosing A versus B. Um, but it's what happens when you have enough money that you can pretty much give anything you want to your kids. And how do you teach your kids? Um, I had this conversation with many people in, in not just this podcast, but the other ones. And this is a tricky one. There's no like right answer, except that what I've heard is try to put your values in your decision making of money and not completely separate. Like you have to leave your values through your money. Yes. And, and that is kind of like a way of showing your kids uh, how to manage money when you have it. Yes. Yeah, I, yeah. It sounds obvious, but well, it's so no, hard. I mean, it's yeah. children they can see, especially as they get older. I mean, they they can tell. Yeah. You know, if you have money or not, yeah. and maybe more than you need. I mean, the important thing is that they need to be, uh, they need to be motivated. Yeah. Uh, they need to be, you know, and in addition to being financially responsible they have to have a good work ethic doesn't mean that they necessarily need to have a job but they need to know how to work towards something that rewards them so that's really really important for families that um i think are very wealthy yeah but yeah so 
Do, do you ever see families having a, an outsider come and help them with this conversation? Or is it like too close to, to a family core? I think that money, again, I mean, it's such a personal, it's something that people don't talk about with other people and they don't talk about it with within their own families enough. Um, you know, we know that less than 30% of families talk about their own estate plans, yet alone their day-to-day -day finances. You know, one of the questions that children start to ask when they're older is, you know, how much money do you make? Yeah. And most families don't talk about that, but that is a great question to, to be prepared to answer and not shy away from so you know having them understand your budget how you pay for everything and that's not just your you know day-to-day -day spending but larger things like all the insurances you pay for yeah. and your mortgage and and all of that it's your taxes um helping them go through that there really should be some sort of curriculum for all that but there's not so yeah i i, I can tell you from a personal experience that my parents specifically my dad did not really open up how his finances were until way later in life. Kind of like, and, and we, my sister and I definitely saw the rise and fall of, I guess, the family wealth and the business and everything, but we kind of never understood the, the back end until way later when I was already an adult living in the United States and he was in Mexico. And the first time he had to ask for help, I realized, okay, this is time, uh, it's a good time to have a conversation. But it was such a taboo yeah. since I was a kid, no, I right? Yeah. And, and I never got the opportunity to either participate uh, or be informed or even moderate my own expenses towards them. And I would have totally changed that. You would have benefited from that, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so that's that's a great point. Like we need to like get over the taboo first, and then and then have this conversation. Um, Betsy, uh, thank you so much for your time. This has been great. Uh, I'm sure we're gonna get uh, questions uh, about tips on this. So we're gonna put the takeaways attached to the uh, to the podcast episode today. But on a closing comment, what's the first thing that families can start doing tomorrow to improve their relationship with their kids about money? I think one of the most important things is be prepared as parents or caregivers to answer questions that we're not comfortable answering when we get them from our children. So yeah. we have to have a dialogue prepared in our minds to help to help with that conversation. Mm -hmm. And one other thing, I know you only asked for one, is... No, that's okay. You can do two. <laughs> um, goes back to values. I mean, we have to be very conscious of what we're reflecting in our actions and yeah. the choices that we're making because children notice everything. And if what we're doing is financially is not aligned with our values, they're going to pick up on that. So, Oh, you're jumping into some of the topics we're going to be talking in 2020. Uh, but definitely alignment of money and values is, is, is at the forefront of, of what we're thinking here. Um, so thank you so much for your time. I know you have to run. Uh, and we'll definitely put uh, Betsy's information on the podcast. So if you want to reach out to her, you can totally reach out to her. And uh, until next time, this was the Empower Women series of November. And have a good day. Thank you. Thank you.